In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh Buckley, and with me, as always, is my podcast web-slinging wonder. He's really amazing. He is. The one. The only. I'm a sunflower. Travis Rats here. <laughs> you, you're looking <laughs> with the mustache. Sure. With the mustache, you like continue to look more and more like, what's that? What's that guy with the tattoos all over his face? Um... Oh, uh, Post Malone. Post Malone, yeah. Post Homeless Post Malone. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, welcome to the Comic Structure Podcast, folks. We're glad that you're here. You're joining us. Travis and I, this is a podcast where we dive into some graphic novels. We talk trades. We talk movies and comic book stuff. You are on sort of a... A double double barrel episode, if you will. Yeah, a double spider A double... Yeah, a double web-slinging episode. This is a Spider-Man episode. We're going to talk... Well, I guess it's a triple-barreled thing that we're doing Yeah, we're in like a spider Um, universe, per se. Yes, yeah. So Travis and I, you know, the the, uh, newest Spider-Man movie came out. So, of course, we saw that. We also went back and read something that was a hole for us. And so we're going to talk today about the Miles Morales introduction and Ultimates... uh, in the Marvel's Ultimate Universe from Ultimate Spider-Man. And then we're also going to talk into the, across the Spider Verse trailer, so we're it's an all Spider Man episode today. Spider Verse, yes. Webs if that they flow like that movie. <laughs> they that would definitely should, do it. Should, something, <laughs> yeah. Be good. So, uh, Travis, we are starting comic book because this is a comic book podcast. We talk about comic books, so it seemed only right that we start with this and so we we read the first initial the very first arc where uh miles morales becomes spider-man in the ultimate comics universe right um so what we get is uh written by brian michael bendis giant marvel writer and uh art by sarah pacelli art by sarah pacelli uh with some finishes and colorists a bunch of other people on here uh but Main so, thing, yeah. This came Bendis out, and Pacelli. Yeah, doing this. it came out a long 2011, time ago. 2011, yeah, in August 2011. Yeah. So I was thinking about that as I was reading. Almost this a ten year, almost a ten year anniversary. Yeah, um, yeah, ten years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, yeah, I was thinking about that. I'm like, wow, is this character really ten years old? Have I been hearing uh, Miles Mor- yeah. Morales talk for ten years? And sure enough, Josh, I have. And yeah. this was. This was, 2011 was, I think both of us weren't, didn't have our resurgence into reading comics on a heavy basis again. It wasn't until maybe like we started, a year before we started doing the podcast that we started picking up, uh, you know, trades and, 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 and getting back into the comic book world. So it's not like I was going into a lot of comic shops in 2011, although, um, I was aware of this character from, you know, listening to podcasts or, you know. Right. And just the the stuff around the this is like 2011 is when you start to I mean, the Marvel movies start with Iron Man in 2008. Right. And so the Ultimates universe is a lot of that sort of like 
Nick Fury is, you know, is right. Uh, is essentially Samuel L. Jackson in the Ultimates universe. A lot of these sort of the Ultimates universe was this way for people to jump in to um, Marvel without needing any years and years and years and years of stuff this is ever really i mean they got miles morales it, out of this but i mean remember it, what they did with heroes a really long time heroes reborn really time. was that they tried that in the you know the 90s and that was kind of they got some yeah, stuff it, out of there um, the ultimates universe i think lasted a pretty long time until it collapsed in oh how many however many it wasn't that many years ago because they pulled miles morales is now that, in yeah. the 616 right so he's in the real universe 15 or 2016 i want to say uh in my yeah, research yeah so, <laughs> so this is this has been i mean the the ultimate universe was a way for a lot of people to jump into marvel it reminds me of like remember like dc did the new 52 yeah. but like it was a refresh but it was the all the brand right Marvel said when they did the Ultimate Universe, you know what, let's just do a pocket and we'll have a couple titles in there. We won't redo our entire line. We'll still have regular Thor, but we'll have Ultimates Thor. We'll still have the Avengers, but then we'll have the Ultimates Avengers for people to kind of jump in in a different way and not need all the baggage of. I wasn't ready for that at that time. Like the idea of having a pocket universe, like me would be like. Wait a minute. So it's like the things that uh, that I know about this character didn't really all happen necessarily happen to this Doesn't character, matter, right? but it's kind of <laughs> the same. I go, you know. But now, as a much more mature comic book reader, well, I, I can I enjoy see, I see a story for it. what it is. Right. You and, and I think that's where we're at. You and I had never read this because we missed out on that sort of Ultimates thing. It was in a comic book lull for us, and we taught. We've talked about this. I we've been doing this podcast for years, and every year we go like, ah, we should read. The Miles Morales one. Mm-hmm. We should go read it. We've never read it. We should go back and, and read it. Uh, so we finally decided with, you know, this being Spider... It feels like Spider-Man month at this point, mm-hmm. right? Like everything is... Everything's coming up Spider-Man this month. Across and so we thought... <laughs> so we thought, let's let's read it. So let's dive in, Travis. I mean, you saw Into the Spider-Verse, right? So Correct. you knew Miles Morales from... Really, from that story, right? Already. Yeah, I guess that is my first introduction. Is you know, I guess because that that film is so saturated in comic book art and pacing yeah. and action uh, and silliness that it, I I guess I see that movie as more of a comic book than a movie. So I guess maybe I've it does subconsciously like internalized. Oh no, I've read Miles Morales before, but that is not the case. And as <laughs> right. intimidated as we were to jump into uh, this book because there's different kinds of versions there's all kinds of different versions of this trade you know where yeah. you can get the omnibus and I mean, it's just so much so we went the simple first volume and it was yeah. a quick read that would be my, my it was first a, it was thing a, a very quick read and and so let's i mean coming what, what into makes this, it quick for you like what do you think what do you think is different that makes this just so fly, i mean how many real through? how many real issue it's literally five, five. issues five issues plus you don't need to read the comics fallout one so it's five issues it's really 130 pages maybe without covers and everything like that so it's a pretty fast read anyways and to be honest like bendis writes a lot of dialogue i mean he's a dialogue heavy writer but it all flowed really well so his pacing is really good he has a couple pages of real dialogue and then you jump through an action sequence and then 
some really good conversation and it, and it reads quickly, although it's very verbose. It reads quickly. Yeah. I, I guess I didn't get the verboseness from it. Um, but I'll look back at like how much dialogue is in there. You know, the main character miles is 13 in this book and the, the panel structure on in this book, it feels very much like it was created for that, uh, early teen or preteen beginning comic reader. The panels are really big. You're not putting a bunch on a page other than the beginning conversation in the laboratory um, with Osborne. Uh, The word balloons are pretty spacious and spread out. So you're going like from page to page really quickly in this book. Yeah, the action stuff flows really actiony, and then there are beats when it slows down, when it's Miles and his father talking, or when it's Miles right. and his uncle talking, or his uncle and his father talking, right? You have those moments, and then in between, the pacing zips, and then it's Miles and Genki talking, and they have that conversation, and then it zips to the next piece. Um, I thought it flowed really well. This was my, I mean, I read some, I read Spider-Gwen when it came out, and so that kind of jumped into this multiverse thing during that piece of it but really this is the first time that i'd read miles morales as well not not that i didn't want to but like i love spider-man as a as a property as a thing but i've like i haven't gone back and read spider-man new spider-man right since i was a kid right and i I can't tell you why that is i don't know why that is and i don't know if like there just hasn't been the right Spider-Man book for me to jump into. Spider-Man is very much like a super years, Superman but... where you're very aware of the character and property and like you enjoy its presence. But when it comes to arcs and storylines that are must read, like Batman has dozens of them that I feel right. like are so quintessential to like, this is just a great story. So before we decided on my, th- this particular trade to scratch our Spidey itch, uh, I had I, I went in and I was like, all right, let's what's some Spidey runs? And I looked up. Were some, you reading the Spider Totem ones? I was Spider reading Island? Spider Island, and yeah. I was just like, this it it feels like there's not a lot. We re- we retell the the origin of Spider Man so much, but other than the origin of Spider Spider Man, there's not a whole lot of standalone Spider Man stories where he isn't just swarmed with a bunch of other. Like the Bat family. There is the spider right. family. And my personally, I like the Batman stories where it's less Bat family and more Batman. And I yes, think I'm I that way like with that. Spider-Man as well. Yeah, I, I really did. Um, the, I, it went fast. It was like my first foray into reading Miles Rounds, but I loved Into the Spider-Verse. A fantastic movie. You had said it. It felt like a comic book sometimes, way more than a movie. So I was like, okay, let me read this. Let me get into this. Let me see where they drew this character out of, right? Let me read these original stories by Bendis. And very much it is, as aside from the multiverse part of Into the Spider-Verse, you get his uncle and his dad in the school and his, you know, Genki and, and this sort of like who he is as a character, right? Yeah. Is very much what you see in this. They feel very, but this kid doesn't seem as cool as the Miles Morales in the movie. Right. That's what I was and saying. I don't know, the movie has he feels. Yeah. Although ahead. he like, although I think he's supposed to be a teenager in this, I don't know if it's Pacelli's art or whatever it is. He feels like he's like my son who's yeah. 10. Like that's he's got what a real it looks baby like face me. in this, the yeah. art wise. And then the, even yeah. Yankee looks like, and that doesn't help that they're like playing with like Legos and stuff in yeah. the opening scenes of this. We are like, how old is this, this kid? Um, but he's 13 and 13 is young. Uh, I will say, so maybe we, let's start with talking about, 
What? I, well, I want to address what you said about Miles Morales in the Sp- the Spider Universe uh, movie. I do think he is cool. I think he is a better uh, out the gate representation of what I think Bendis was trying to create. Uh, now, Bendis, for you know, for uh, all he is as a writer, you know, he took you know, bless him, he bless his heart. He took like uh, uh, he was really looking at representation, right? Yeah, but. Bendis, it's not like he was growing up on... Maybe he grew up in the streets of Brooklyn. I don't know about that much about <laughs> Bendis. But I think the Spider-Verse movie, you get a lot more people involved uh, that yeah. have like, oh, this is the kind of music he would be listening to. And this is how he would move. Uh, you and know. this is how he would talk. And this yeah. is what his dialogue would be like. And you this know, is the slang to... he would be using and, and, and right. things like uh, that. But that that being said it it was a it was a good book so you were about to pose a yes. question What's so the here's question? the question what yeah. is we have a very similar origin story as far as radioactive spider bite what do you th- yeah. what elements of the either miles morales as the peter parker character or the miles morales spider-man do you think actually work better in some ways than um the peter parker spider-man uh you a better i always here's Here's my only thing. There's How many better. freaking radioactive spiders are running around out there? Well, right? Spider Island, so, I should tell. <laughs> <laughs> but I like I I appreciate it. I think I'd have to like read volume two to see what's next, mm-hmm. right? But I do like the I it, it this. I feel like Peter Parker. Peter Parker had a bigger reason to put on that, like to do what he was doing right away. Mm-hmm. This feels very much like I'm going to fill in for Spider-Man. Right? Until the uncle um, scene, probably. That's probably where it kicks right. off, where he suffers a real tragedy. Yeah. Uh, but I but I did, that being said, I, I, I do like the idea of, like, everybody knows Spider-Man. Spider-Man is this hero. But the thing is, like, even Peter Parker in this is a, a high school student. Right. Right? I, that He's blew my mind, this... too. Because the art, again, yeah. the art... It's the opposite. Like you make him look older than, than yeah. Like it, it, they're kid. they're both they're both kids, and so to me, it's weird because like that means that Miles hasn't lived with Spider Man for very long, That's right? True. Yeah. To to maybe build up that. So when you see Into the Spider Verse and Spider Man is older, right? You get uh, this sort yeah. of like the the new york city has lived with spider-man they've had spider-man right the avengers and, have created a tighter relationship with spider-man right so like when enter the into the in, into the spider-verse like the community knows spider-man and so when he's lost that has maybe a bigger impact than it does here so i think there's lots of things about the movie that take what's what's good about this book but then sprinkle just enough to like amp it up make the connection better, move it faster along. Right. I mean, they had eight years between that to right. kind of decide what's the better thing to do. I will say one right. of the things that I like in this bet. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't get your, your, what you like better about this particular. Uh, no, I, I, th- I think what I like, I, I think like having an extra set of powers is all is fun. Right. Yeah. Because it, I mean, what's Spider-Man can climb walls and he's super strong and he can shoot stuff out of machines right like it's it's a robot right like his power is that he's strong and then he can climb walls this gives spider-man a little you can do a little more with your attack you can have a little more fun you can you can make you can pull away those powers you know how we always depower superman to give Mm -hmm. some sort of story you can depower this young spider-man out the gate and go like crap i don't know how to use 
the shock. I don't know how to turn invisible. And you can use that right of the way. And I think that gives you maybe a little more, a little more fun to have with getting to use your power. You could right? also power him up sooner. So he's facing uh, more powerful villains than like, right. remember the original Spider-Man for like, it was like, oh, this guy can like shock you with his little shockers, and like that was like the yeah. big thing. And then you know, '90s, he's facing symbiotes and and you know, <laughs> superhumans and yeah. all galactuses. Uh, this allows him to kind of power up. I mean, in this first issue, he takes down like a couple of. Well, he takes out a major villain in that the Avengers were having a hard time with. Like yeah. this dude uh, uh, was Electro, right? Electro knocks out like yeah. Iron Man, and then right. like a newbie, Miles Morales comes in and just you know shocks him out using his science knowledge, which is what I like about this. I like the fact that we're taking Peter Parker and putting him into a boarding school, or Miles Morales and putting him into a boarding school, yeah. as opposed to having him constantly sneaking through windows and the Aunt May thing. And having, I like, let's just put him in the environment with his peers. So we get more him navigating the cool tween world yeah. than constantly having to come up with alibis for his parents. Yeah, I think that's I think that makes it more interesting to you. I do like that idea of like he's sequestered away from adults. Right. And so he does have a dorm. He doesn't have to sneak by mom and dad and he just gets to kind of like. But then there's a whole the whole interaction with his roommate, I think, will be interesting. Right. Like the cool one. Not. Yeah. Not the one that he's friends with. Right. But then there's like the security guard on campus and all these things that you get to kind of play with a little more that I think are really interesting. I, here's one thing, one takeaway for me, man. Bendis is shitting on public education in this book. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, he is. The whole, the whole first thing is like, you gotta get this kid, otherwise you're gonna end up at a crappy school oh, like me. It's 2011. He had probably just watched Waiting for Superman, where they're doing like the lotteries, you know, in New York for yeah. kids. Yeah. Uh, but that was, I mean, that was a bit like melodramatic there at the beginning, where you know his community is weeping, but it does pose. It does put an additional pressure on our character, Miles Morales, because Not there was already up, that right? pressure yeah. to succeed, and now he's got to do that while balancing life as Spider-Man. So, you know, when we talk about, you mentioned earlier, and I do agree with you, that he doesn't seem to have the motivation that Peter Parker does with a, a, a dead uncle in there, and great power comes great responsibility. But there are different kinds of pressures that maybe are more relatable to the average teenager yeah then yeah having your uncle die in a robbery after you get superpowers right right <laughs> and that happens sometimes yeah. that happens you know um but, so let's let's go um what did you think about very quickly miles morales is thrown in with the avengers what did you think about that like all of a sudden he goes from putting on a halloween costume to getting sucked into the big thing I, I think there's both a positive and negative to it, but I want to hear from yeah, what do you I, think about I, this I, it, quick it, jaunt in the storyline. That felt almost like an editorial dictate than it did like what the story naturally wanted it to become. Uh, this In this volume, there is a real kind of lack of Spider-Man scenes as far as Miles in his suit, like he doesn't yeah. get suits at the end, or in his makeshift Spider-Man costume. So I think it was kind of that, that payday for readers who had stuck in through the first three issues yeah. You know, when you're buying it on a month-to-month -month basis, and you're like, well, when, when's he going to meet some cool superheroes? And it's like, uh, I feel <laughs> like the, the, the you know, uh, publisher uh, dictatorial would be like, well, throw the Avengers in this one. Throw the Avengers well, in this one. So they know what universe we're like, in. 
<laughs> right. It also comes to like how do you how does he get a cool costume? Right? How that was the thing, like oh, Spider-Man just managed to make himself one, right? And they solved that sort of thing in the cinematic universe by giving Spider-Man, you know, Nick by giving Spider-Man Tony Stark giving him a costume. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then Well, he doesn't then, have webs so, in this yet, does he? He didn't he didn't shoot any webs in this, I don't think. No. Oh yeah. No. No. That's kind of cool. I like how they've postponed that. Like that's going to be Did probably he? a whole storyline. No, he wasn't shooting yeah. any webs. That's right. That's right. So I I I really do like I totally understand the idea of needing to get him connected to give him a costume. And I thought it was really funny when he's wearing the Spider-Man costume. Everybody's like, "That's in poor taste." Poor taste. You know? That's not mm, Are you why are you you're wearing that? Come on, man. Boo. It's like, very meta. Like comic books commenting like, on like heroes donning the mantle of dead heroes. <laughs> yeah, and so I thought that was really funny. Um I thought it was weird that, you know, Spider-Woman grabs him. He's like, "I don't know. I didn't know there was a Spider-Woman. There's a Spider-Woman, right?" And so like I I understood it, but it seemed to happen very quickly, right? Yeah. But I suppose in a world because we're used to Spider-Man when we look at Spider-Man movies or early Spider-Man comics, like although they were in the same universe, you, they didn't really cross over early on. Right. And so Spider-Man's just the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man rolling around New York. No one's going to notice. But when ultimate Spider-Man is already part of the Avengers and connected to everybody and then he dies and then someone's running around in a Spider-Man suit, of course, like Nick Fury and gang is going to be like, Bud, who yeah. are you, right? Yeah, yeah. It Even people on the street long. are like, that's in poor taste. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I thought that was probably the funniest piece of it. Was that like, was the best bit. He literally ju- and I love like how at first he's like, I don't know that I should be wearing this. I'm like, no, no, it's fine. Go wear it. And then he's like, oh, wait, maybe I should. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't enjoy it. I thought it was really good. I do like this sort of dynamic of, of Peter having, I think with Peter Parker, you strip everybody away from him. So he just has Aunt May. But giving Miles Morales, like his mom, his dad, his uncle, are all sort of characters circling him. He has people he can go talk to and seek advice from. He has like And ultimately normal lose as the story goes on or like, you know, right. care like Because care you, about. S- you start Spider-Man, Peter Parker with the stakes being, well, his uncle's I'm already alone. dead. All he's got he, all he has is his aunt, right? And the only thing that you can take away from him is his, his friends at school. And so it ends up being Mary Jane in trouble all the time. Right. right? This gives you the opportunity to go like, the mom, Oh, the dad, this time the miles, uncle, miles, his dad is in jeopardy. Cause he's a police officer. Roommate right? one, like, roommate two, uh, you right. know, the love interest, you, the, the P yeah, P coach. <laughs> yeah. You get to pull all those things. And I think that gives you an opportunity to tell more rich stories instead of the same retread over and over again of, I can't have someone I love, Mary Jane, Gwen, because it'll ruin me. You know, as we kind of uh, we're gonna switch into different Spider-Man here in a second. But before we do, how do you how do you talk about the art in this book, Josh? Like, how would you talk about the art in this book? Because it's it's, just house. Yeah, it's It's very digital. It's very house, and And I don't want to shit on it because it is no services the story. It's 2011, man. It's that very sort of like. We were coloring stuff. The 2000s were this boon of digital coloring, and it it all looks very Photoshoppy. And I just don't think the tools had progressed to what they look like now, right. or sensibilities had really gotten to what they are now. Right? When you have digital artists like um, 
you know, uh, oh, what's his name? He works with Tom King all the time. We've read a bunch of his shit. Oh, man. Uh, um, so the G. Gibble? Crap. Nope. Damn it. Go ahead. Keep talking. I got you. But when you have, like, modern digital artists who, like, Smallwood and these guys who are able to, like, do really good stuff, and then you have colorists um, like Jordi Belair, and we have colorists like Brightweiser and these folks who are doing really good stuff. Mitch Gerrards, right? Gerrards, Gerrards, yeah. yeah, yeah. When you go go back to to mid-2000s, early 2000 like 2011 2010 and you look at that color and you're like oh man i just don't think we knew what to do with that tool well enough it was all over the ultimates books too that's i think one of the reasons too that when i ultimately no pun intended went back to the comic book stores and saw these books on the rack and you open you flip through them you don't i didn't pick them up because it's not one of those things where like well i don't care what the story is like i gotta buy this because the art They, they didn't have that working for them uh, I mean, for some no. people it worked, but they were really, you know, more like, here's a cool new take on a character. That was their selling. Right. Point. It's it's very housey and it's fine. The the art is serviceable. But when but when you then. So let's say like you and I are comic book people. So we read a lot of comic books. But like, had you just read Miles Morales or had you just seen Into the Spider-Verse? Right. Then you go and you're like, oh, what's he from? And you go back and grab this. You go, this isn't as dynamic. It doesn't look as cool. It's not as fun looking. The story's good, but it it doesn't have the same sort of like. Sinkevich vibes that the movie has. It doesn't have this real sort of punch you in the face um, artwork that you get in in the cartoon. And colors too, especially. Yeah, it's yeah. overproduced art with really kind of bland colors. But again, it's yeah. limited by the tools. I don't think that's saying anything about our artists here. Um, no, no. But Shelly does a fine job. Yeah. There's some good. Yeah. There's some good facial acting in there. You get to see, you know, everybody's face is allowed to do the work of telling whether they're angry or they're sad. I mean, it, she does that well enough. You know what I mean? It, it's it's not it's not knock you out art, but it yeah. does a job. Right. Uh, favorite panels. I mean, we always do favorite panels. Did you have one for this, Travis? Yeah, I picked I... the one that was in a different art style, and that is when uh, they are pulling out the uh, Spider-Man costume. Uh, digital reader, page uh, location seventy-three, uh, page seventy-three, uh, top right corner, where he's drawing out uh, the uh, his what he wants the Spider-Man costume to look like, which ultimately oh. is the design that the Avengers give. <laughs> him well i'm sure someone looked at someone stole his stuff and yeah it's all it's all uh they're going through the cell phone camera i thought you know you talked earlier about the 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 legos and how they're playing with legos in their room uh i on page 29 of the digital reader um he's like using he's showing Genki his powers and he uses his electric zap on oh the, yeah yes i know exactly what you're on this on the boat and it explodes and it has this cool 3d effect and they're kind of blurry and coming up at you like i go like oh okay so we can't have fun with these digital tools we just we don't do a lot of it in the book but it i thought a, that was kind it was of a cool, cool way to show his power too yeah like a new, that's a new breaking. that's a new spidey power yeah yeah so i thought that was a cool panel uh, so let's talk really quick before we get into the newest spider-man movie let's talk really quick about the trailer for across the spider-verse all right so we're getting a new we're getting a new we're getting a new uh Miles Morales, uh, Spider-Man movie, another cartoon, a Sony cartoon. Uh, I think we can both say that we both really enjoyed 
into the Spider-Verse. I know for my wife, who's not a big comic book person, that's, that's her, her favorite, favorite Spider-Man movie, her favorite Spider-Man movie. It's um, up there for me too, top three probably. Really good. So we got a trailer for a new one. You just watched it. What were your impressions of it? What do you God, think? I, because I, it's, been, it's been a while since I've watched Into the Spider-Verse, a couple of years. Yeah. I think I watched it a couple of times when it came out that year. But it's been a while since I had popped that on. And just watching the trailer, I was like, damn, I love this style. I love, it's so, like, it makes me smile. And then yeah. how they're lean, it seems like they're like, oh, people like that. Because that was a choice in the first one. And it's like, is this going to yeah. turn off people who are not accustomed to this style of animation? Everything's so Pixar now. If we go more of a comic book art style and try to make that work and make it dynamic, is have we trained a young audience to only like Pixar animation? And the answer is no. And they're leaning, I think, heavier into let's explore different art palettes yeah. as he goes across the Spider-Verse. <laughs> I, you, I agree. That's one of the things that hits you. You like I was listening to you and I were watching at the same time. I think we had played just about the same time. Yeah. I tried to time it with you so I could hear your reaction to it. And when he flies into the portal that first time and is in a new world and the art style is different and the diet, like the dynamics of it look different. I could just hear you go like, Oh man. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cause you can, you can feel that change and that's what it's supposed to be. Right? Like that's what you want that you want to get a different sense of this is a different world. And that's one of the coolest things about comic books is that you can create that just with art. Yeah. Right. And so they do a really good job of that. I do like that. They made it you can tell time has passed right miles looks a little taller his like hair is a little different right like everybody's a li- like he's grown up a little bit so that's fun i think it'll be fun to see where he's at in there we got to see a little bit of i think it was spider-man 2099 mm-hmm. flying around in there so that was that was cool too as a kid who grew up with spider-man in the 90s and then getting reading those comic books right and kind of seeing that on the screen that's i think we cool, might see you know? punk rock spider-man too that that dude's uh starting to make some uh pop up in different things that'd be dope yeah i i would i i think i'm excited for it i i i'll be the only thing where i'm like i it's both happy and sad that i'm like oh it's part one right like i'm like okay it won't it won't be complete well it'll need another movie but it's animation so are they going to put them out really close together like have right they built is it just like a timing time? thing where like oh this is just too long this is like a three-hour movie we can cut it down to two or we can just split it and to like two yeah i i'm curious as 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 why it's two parts but i'm stoked it looks great here here's a good transition for you um yeah. you know one of the things we didn't talk about just because we don't need to get into this conversation i mean that's the what people initially had when they this book came out is this idea of representation but yeah. I, I think that this book does it does that well uh, you know, and it's not well, it's too new, old. when you, when you see the people in New York, they look like people in New York. Right. right? I think that's the main thing is like, when you see him walk the halls of that school yeah. and you see his roommates, you go like, Oh, that, that is New York. That's, Koreans, that's what America looks like. Right? And I was watching yeah. the newest Spider-Man movie, um, no way home, uh, here in, yeah. in Guam, uh, which has a huge Pacific Islander population in particular Filipinos. And in the scene where, uh, what's, is it Ned? That's the character. Yeah, name. Ned's Lola. Ned's, Ned's Lola. Ned's auntie. Yeah, uh, yeah. is uh, comes in and starts speaking Tagalog. You know, in the yeah. theater, the the theater just erupted because they're hearing their language and, and there's uh, they no didn't subtitles. subtitle it. And it's great. It was I don't know what she's saying, but I got enough. Like, even you know like, I mean? like someone who grew up, born and grew up in the Philippines, even hearing that, like I got like, oh my god, that's t-. I'm like 
first like I because I didn't know what his nationality was. I'm like, he looks like it could be like Hawaiian or like Samoan. Yeah. But then when you hear that unmistakable that pala pala you know, Tagalog that can come out, you're like, oh, it's his auntie. And this, she's just <laughs> speaking Tagalog to him. And great representation. Everyone has an auntie just like that, who's just like unaffected. And the place <laughs> erupted. because, And I was like, you know, I always appreciate representation as someone who's always had it. But being in a room yeah. full of people where you get to see that reaction, it was really cool. And I was like, the, the, you know, I as much as you know, people tweak things that you're in love with to allow more room for representation uh, and make choices based on that. It's got to keep happening because it's so cool. Yes, it was a really cool scene in the movie. I really enjoyed it. So let's talk, man. Let's talk about this movie that I think uh, I'm going to tell you. This is what we did. We saw the movie. We saw it once. And then we knew we wanted to take Gabby's dad to go see it. So in between, we watched the three uh, Tobey Maguire movies. Uh And the two Andrew Garfield movies, ah, like in, so, we saw back. it once. Then we watched those movies, and then we saw it again with Gabby's dad and her her mom, and like like so, we saw it again with everybody. But then rewatched those movies to get us like, okay, let's really go back and remember yeah, yeah, what yeah. happened. Uh, oh, spoiler warning! I like who cares? You if you haven't seen it, literally, I think everybody has seen this movie at this point. Like, I so many people were at the theater it was insane. Yeah, yeah, trust me. Like, if pe- people, yeah. if the people who do listen to this. We're, we're yeah, good. They've seen it. We're they good. Uh, so, I, I so um, w- all of the stuff that was sort of in the ether about what this movie was going to be, right? We were going to get the past villains. No one, like Andrew Garfield kept denying that he was in it. Tobey Maguire wasn't saying he was in it, but there was all this rumbling that they were going to be in it. What were you expecting when you went in? Uh, I was expecting this movie. Honestly, they nailed it. Like, <laughs> like, like, even though you're like, well, they're not going to have all the Spider-Man and Daredevil in it. Oh, they're not going to have, <laughs> you know, all the Spider-Man and the Sinister Six, all the Sinister Six from the old movies. You're like, this is that's too much of it. That's well, too they, much. They can't know, do that. And sure enough, they did it. They did it all. They did it. The only thing, the only thing I wish would have happened, and I know they couldn't because this was about getting rid of these villains from a different world, would have really had the vulture be a part of it. Had that true sinister six instead of just five of them, right? Oh, I didn't like think allowing, about that. Yeah, you're right, though. Yeah, allowing for his vulture to be in it to sort of like cap off the the six villains, right? So I, but otherwise, like you're right. They, I was wondering, like, how is for me? I was like. Is Doctor Strange gonna fit? Will he fit? Will it be okay? About Doctor Strange is a huge Doctor, part of this. Like, yeah. Was Doctor Strange gonna fit? Doctor Strange was a perfect sort of like opposite for Peter, right? right. So having Iron Man is often the sort of like Iron Man has been like this sort of wacky uncle figure or like father figure for other you know this person that that Peter was able to look up to and sort of like, I can't be that. Right. You know, that's what he's dealing with in the second Spider-Man movie is, can I be Iron Man? Right. Can I take on that role? Um, And this movie, you just got to have someone who is like, you didn't think about even talking to them before you came to me to disrupt everything and brainwash everybody. Like, (laughs) I don't, I don't want to start talking, like picking it up apart because I I love this movie, but uh, that would probably be my thing. It seems like they shoehorned, um, uh, uh, Iron Man dialogue and characterization into Doctor Strange, and I'm wondering if that is a 
obviously we have the question, is something going on with Doctor Strange that's going to be retroactively make sense as the universe goes on, which makes him seem a little bit more cavalier in this in this movie? Or is it like a Thor thing where we're kind of changing the character to uh, fit what the actor wants to play more? Or is it straight up, we need an Iron Man surrogate. Let's take Robert Downey Jr. dialogue and just put it in the mouth of this character. Because you could have just replaced Iron Man, that role, yes. and everything it, like, would fit. Let's let Scooby-Doo this shit, right? Yeah. It, aside from being able to manipulate call space me, and time. And, call me Steven. And, nope, call me, yeah. call, call me sir. <laughs> but I, I thought he fit in very well. And the dynamic between Peter and him wasn't the same dynamic as it was with... He wasn't... You know, there's there's that scene in the first Spider-Man movie where like he's he's like really upset because Iron Man doesn't show up. And he's like, if you were here, if you even cared, right? And is like very upset that that relationship isn't reciprocal between him and tony stark right yes yes um this feels very much like yeah we work together damn you're how old right like that sort of like yeah like we work in the same office and i can't believe i'm working you're a high schooler and i'm we're doing the same thing it would I'm, be like you know teacher wise like one of your old students just starts teaching at your school that year and you're like right. <laughs> what yeah last i was just teaching you four years ago and now now yeah. i work with you you're a peer <laughs> yeah, so I, that's that. I thought it was good, but you're right. I didn't even think about it that way. But it was a lot of very Tony Stark s dialogue. Which, it, but it I think works. like yeah. it worked, right? Yeah. Like because I feel like whatever you want to say, I, the first uh, Doctor Strange movie, Doctor Strange doesn't have a lot of personality in that thing. Right. There's not a lot of him in there. It's not until you see him interact with other Avengers and sort of the <clears throat> other films. If anything, he's stoic. Yes, uh, he's yeah. our stoic Marvel character, um, right? And then we see him lighting up a little like him... bit in in Infinity War with like some right. of that spaceship stuff. But he's still pretty serious. He's like, I will not yeah. hesitate to kill you if if it or let you die if it comes between you and the stone. Yeah, but I I do like that he gets to play that borderline between two of them. But I, you're everything that I wanted in this movie was in this movie. I could have used a little more court with daredevil but again don't want to pick it apart i could have used more than one scene but you know what here's what i know daredevil's back baby yeah and wilson fisk is back yep. right the two the two best things to come out of that marvel like netflix deal are in the cinematic universe i don't care like those tv shows don't need to exist in continuity mm. as long as these two characters are the characters i'd like that punisher in here too honestly i like I john bernthal's I, punisher in here he was but it it was a great sort of like uh, just that small scene, right? Like being able to, he needs a lawyer. Who's the lawyer? Here's the lawyer, right? It just, it was, I was like, ooh, it made me so happy just to see him on screen again and to know that he'll get to play this character more because he was so good. But it, I, to see him in a more lighthearted version of the Marvel Universe, I think right. it's going to be great too. Well, we've, we've already know? seen that a little bit longer with Wilson Fisk. Uh, um, yes. In, in that, in where it, they've really cartooned him up a lot more uh, in that right. show. Um, what about the other villains? I mean, so we're taking villains from, God, 20 years ago, where you just played yeah. villains differently back then than you did today. And it was really interesting seeing them keep a lot of their characterization, but have to make small tweaks to make it fit into the pacing of, of stuff yeah. in here. What'd yeah. I that? thought, um, I really, I mean, Willem Dafoe is fantastic 
It is a. Is that your great... favorite of the re- returns of the villains? Oh, for for sure. Yeah. I think because they let him play it without the mask. Because I did literally just watch Spider Man last weekend, right? So I right. watched the first three Spider Man movie and to see Willem Dafoe. You see him in that stupid mask, and you don't get to see his face. You can kind of see his mouth move between the the mesh of the mouth. Right. But then, like in the movie, they decided to like let those lenses that cover his eyes roll up so you can see his actual eyeballs. That's smart. I thought it. I thought it was a really good idea in this to break the mask and just right. let him be there. Um, because well, who's the, he got at, to hide from? At the end of the movie, too, when they're on that shield, he yeah. really does come across as menacing and like, oh, yes. like, this dude is just straight up evil. Or at just least that side his, of him. Just to see his, like, he can change his face. And the way he did that several times in the movie was was so good. Like, he's so good. I thought Dr. Octopus was, was, I mean, a great, great characterization again. Again, I think the other three are kind of throw. I mean, the two that are really one note end up being Sandman and the lizard, right? Right. Uh, the lizard essentially lives in a van for part of it, right? He doesn't get out. Sandman is kind of the, he is literally sand the entire time, right? Yeah. So, uh, but they were kind of throwaway characters, but they played an interesting sort of, having the villain be okay it's five massive bad guys there's no way that singular spider-man can take them on the avengers don't exist anymore for you know what i mean for for better or worse so having um having the need for the other spider-man to be there to help them was was really why one of the things that i guess that that i didn't that i thought was going to be more of a bigger deal was how you know, do we get these Spider-Mans from other universe? And by making it smaller, where it's just like anyone who knows Peter Parker is coming through this portal, as opposed yeah. to you just opened up a door to another universe and everyone, can, you know, I thought it was going to be like a yeah. smashing of worlds, but it was very specific. The rule was if someone knew who uh, Peter Parker was from another world, then they and only they could come in. And it was really cool right. seeing the silhouettes in the sky of like Craven yeah. and Rhino and... And yeah, yeah. I, th- I thought that was really cool. I, I really did like, but I'm curious, right? So we've broken the multiverse and we know that the new Doctor Strange movie is about the multiverse, right? right? Like that is, a, so it's more than, it'll be more than just Spider-Man, Spider-Man guys yeah. who comes through, right? So I'm curious to see how you twist that. You really narrowed it for this, but was there something we missed? In the fixing of the spell, was there something that was went wrong or does... Doctor Strange, now that he knows he can do that, does he try it again try, for some yeah. other reason? And that's and that's what opens it up. Like, do they but need I really... a hero from another universe to solve a problem? So he goes because now he has that out. Like, well, this we can this worked one time. Let me get the so and so from the or other universe. Now like I know that Widow I can do it from the other. It, universe. That's what I'm saying. Is there a way for me to bring Black Widow back or something? You know what I mean? Is there a way to do that? So that's what I'm curious about. But um, I, what did you think about? The other two Spider-Men. What did you think about them showing up, their characterization, what it looked like? I cried a couple times in this movie, but I cry a lot at stuff, you know, now. <laughs> I just I just let it go. I just I just feel it. Um, yeah. And the one, I realized, you know, it's kind of nice because you get a Spider-Man for different ages. And being, yeah. you know, approaching 38, I was like, oh, shit. Like, me and Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man, like, that is my Spider-Man. Like, just his kind of like sad sack approach to life where it's like, wait, yeah. like 
you had good things happen to you? Like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, he's like, I'm a lame Spider-Man. I, I fought a guy in a rhino. That scene, that scene yeah. was so good. When Toby McGuire is, so like, is like, no, dude, you're awesome. Like, I start crying. I'm like, that's so nice that like, his buddy is just, like, pumping him up and being like, no, man. Up, right? Like, just be patient. You're amazing, <laughs> right? I, th- I thought I having those two characters, it shows you what the benefits of a, 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 a team movie is, right. right? Because when you go back and you have – both of those movies, Twi- Toby's movie and Andrew Garfield's movie, they're Spider-Man movies. There isn't another hero for them to play off of. They're by, by themselves. Right. They don't get to have that sort of fun dialogue except with other villains. And those dialogues, although Batman, or I'm sorry, although Spider-Man be, can be quippy and poke fun at villains, I think Andrew Garfield did a really good job of that when he was Spider-Man um, in his movies. But you see the need sometimes to put them on screen with people going through the same thing so they have someone to sort of like riff with and talk about and man were they just they were so good together all right. three of them were great together i I'm, like I'm the glad whole they Spider-Man got so much screen time bit. together yeah yes uh but i tell you what give, give me a toby mcguire old spider-man movie i'd watch it in a heartbeat give me old spider-man mary jane just a one-off movie because you can do it now, right? Because we've accepted that they exist in some other universe and they won't break the system. Yeah, I think that they were being very coy about what to- what Toby's life was like now as Spider-Man. Uh, he you probably got the, the least window into yeah, it. Yeah, he said, he- like, you know, we make it work. Yeah. He's like, we make it work, you know. But I think you also didn't get a whole lot into Andrew Garfield's except for like, yeah, I don't have time. I'm just Spider-Man and I stopped pulling my punches and I'm bitter. Right. The, the internet seems be bitter, to be the most right? excited about Garfield. His was he, like, I, those two movies, I didn't like the structure of like how everything was interconnected and it was all Oscorp and all, everybody was connected to Spider-Man, but he was a really good lanky, goofy art Spider-Man. Right. There was right. like, he was that art, that art kid who got superpowers. And so I thought that was fun. He gives you a different Spider-Man. Um, and I'm curious as to like, does this allow Sony and Marvel to go like, yeah, these guys exist and we know they exist. Let's go make a movie that doesn't mess with this anymore. We can sure go back does, and we yeah. can see Andrew Garfield. And they don't have to go through as much around, of Marvel. You know what I they mean? don't have to share that property as much. They can just make it like, you know, complete Sony movies pretty much with a little bit of Marvel magic yeah. sprinkled in it's just it's kind of their way of being it almost yeah. seems like a justification for like all right we'll share the profits and let you have control of this character but anything that you create like we want we want to pull some of that the cream off the top of that and so if their thing is to be able to pull right. these spider-man back into it i don't know toby mcguire I'm, seemed I'm like he had a fun it, time I, playing it so he did i like it'd be fun to see an old spider-man i there was I what did you think about the ending? Spider-Man no more, right? Like Spider-Man exists, but no one knows who Peter Parker is. He makes his own suit at the end. He's no longer tied to the Avengers and to Tony Stark. Well, I think that uh, that was one of the things where when you look at the superhero movie and I'm trying to figure out what its themes are, 
Uh, this had a lot of different themes. It was kind of going back and forth. But one of the main things is um, Strange says this to him. He says, you've got to stop trying to f live separate lives. You've got to unify who you are as a person and become that, that more. And the fact that these different versions of him came in and ultimately disappear, and then he has to lose his friends, it's all about we're resetting him but now he has a greater sense of who he is, and he doesn't need other people to right. validate or tell him who he is. So I kind of like that as a way to kind of bring the movie full circle. It's about him become like like it's like when you go off to college, like you have to take everything yeah. that encompasses you and bring it into one identity. You know, so it'll be right. interesting to see. That. I also I also like so. One of the things that people complained about with that first Spider-Man movie is like, he's just Iron Man Jr., right? We've given him a suit. He just gets to talk to the suit and the suit does whatever he wants, right? And so we've stripped that away every movie. That first movie, he's got that costume that Tony Stark gives him. And then he gets upgraded to the Iron Spider suit in the end game in Infinity War. And then he gets rid of that and makes his own suit, right? He uses that Tony, he uses the, stark machine in the second spider-man movie or he has the goggles like in the one and you red know suit. like yeah right he gets that black and red suit and that black and red suit doesn't have the heads-up display and the million different you know thwip thwip things and tony's dead and so he's by himself doing this and then we finally stripped away the last piece of what tony stark has given him to be spider-man and he's just he is he's created a suit that looks like the two suits that uh, the two Spider-Man have, plus the very bright blue Spider-Man suit, the right. Tony Stark one, right? So he's taken those things to kind of build his own costume. Uh, and I'm, I'm interested to see what they do with it and how long the break is in between films. Yeah, because that was the thing coming into played Spider-Man yeah. in six movies. He's played Spider-Man in six movies in six years. Well, maybe he, he in, saw his he Uncharted trailer War. and he was like, ooh, maybe I should stick with this Spider-Man thing. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he, was in, he was in Civil War, the first Spider-Man movie, Infinity War, Endgame, uh, the second Spider-Man movie, and this Spider-Man movie. So six movies since 2018. Or whatever that first, when Civil War came out, 2018 or something. It'll be a while, right? I think. So He's, It'll be a couple of years before I feel it's gotta filming. be, right? Yeah. I think they I think they set you um, up for that. I don't... They set you up for that break, right? So it's like, okay, these characters yeah. are going to do different stuff. And also the actors are doing other projects. Like, like Zendaya is doing other stuff. And, you know. Yeah, so. and you don't have to have him. And now, because he's sort of been, no one knows who Peter Parker is. They can't get a hold of Spider-Man, right? So Spider-Man can be the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. You can take him off the board, which I think is what we do in the Marvel cinematic universe, we find a reason to get rid of somebody so we can make movies without them. And then we bring them back in for something big. Like the whole, right? we did. So I feel like that's like what that, we've got. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I'll be curious what they see. Now let's talk, uh, end credit scene. The oh, Venom one. What the Venom you? one. Oh, that could care. Couldn't care yeah. less about that. But what do we get? You get a symbiote. We get a, we get a symbiote in the universe. Yep. Which I'm kind of like, you know what I don't want? I don't want another Venom. I don't want, I don't want Venom. Venom as a villain for him. But like, he's such a hot property for that for the Spider-Man verse. Like, it's kind of come and in. Did there. you see the Venom? Did you see the Venom movie? Did you see the new? one? I couldn't watch it. I, I watched 20 minutes of it's, it and I turned it off. I, it was unwatchable it's to me. Bad. 
It was unwatchable. It is bad. It's like they took the thing that was kind of funny in the first one, and they're like, that's all this movie's going to be, buddy. It's just going to be him and Venom talking to each and other. And I love Tom Hardy. I don't know what his choice is as uh, portraying. It's like every scene he like is a different, he, does, he uses a different approach to his character. Accent? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I don't, I don't understand what he's doing. It is, it baffles me. The first one, I enjoyed the, I enjoyed in big quotes, the first one, like, okay, yeah, that was kind of dumb and fun, right? This one was bad. It was very bad. Yeah, I, 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 could, I could care less. And then the the sting at the end was a new because it was just really a trailer. And I, I, it took me a while to, and I to was register. Lazy. Yeah. It's a little lazy. Don't do it then. Don't yeah. do, you don't have to do two anymore. Yeah. You don't have to. No. You could do one, uh, but you've trained us for two. And so they're like, oh, crap, we don't know what we're doing next. And we don't want to show too much. So here's this one or right? just make it that scene where like he's got the goatee and then wanda walks into the the frame and then cut right there make it like five yeah. seconds yeah i don't need I don't the need other stuff because it trailer. took me a while to figure out what was going on i'm like wait is this yeah, like, all one why scene? is this jumping around so much yeah <laughs> and yeah. i'm like oh it's a trailer it's a trailer yeah uh so i it was fantastic i loved it uh, i am so glad they did it i'm glad they gave an if it's an ending, I'm glad they gave an ending to both of those other Spider-Men. That you got to see the culmination of those two stories. You got to find out like where they're at and check in on them. It was great. You, you lose Tomei. No more Tomei. I think that you had to though. Yeah. I think you have to you have to they didn't want to retread Uncle Ben's story. So this gives you a way to kind of give him the impetus to be better. No one knows. And to be better without Tony Stark. No one. No one. And that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool, right? Um, but again, it lets you take him off the board for a handful of movies because that's all we've got coming up right now, right? We've got the, we're just going to have the Wakanda movie. We've got uh, the Doctor Strange far- comes first, then Wakanda forever. And we're just going to, and then Love and Thunder, right? The, that's the one I'm looking like, forward gonna, to the most. We're going to play. We're going to play in worlds that don't need Spider-Man because they're all going to be off camera, right? We're going to be dealing, uh, I, we're going to be dealing with the multiverse. We're going to deal with Wakanda. Neither of those are going to be New York based films. Then we're going to go into outer space for Thor. So you won't see any of that. And that gives you a full year of movies. Um, I want, man, I want to talk Hawkeye with you, but we shouldn't do that on the show because the show's gone long enough. Oh yeah, we can definitely talk Hawkeye. Maybe, maybe we can even do a Hawkeye thing. I, I know we're both kind of picking at old man Hawkeye. Hawkeye. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, bud. That was a fun one. I was, I was, I don't have to say. It was good. Go watch it. It was a good one. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. You can find the show uh, at um, comicexposure.com or your favorite podcast app, whether that's uh, Apple Podcasts, Google, or uh, Spotify. Give us a give us a review on Spotify, or I think you can rate us on Spotify. Uh, you can do the same thing on, on uh, Apple as well. Uh, we want to thank everybody who tunes in and listens and shares the show with folks. If you're looking, look, you got some gift cards for Christmas. You got some money to spend. Uh, go ahead and get yourself a comic exposure t-shirt. You can find them on the website, the link there. Um, go, go buy yourself something pretty. We're starting a new year. Okay. We're starting a new year here up soon. So we got, we're going to have to get a whole new slate of, of books. John, you had a couple, yeah. quite a few yeah. on, on our little text thread that we're going to. I had a couple. I think there's, I think there's been some interesting image stuff coming out again. So I'll be, I think there's a couple that I want to check out. It seems like 
there was a big lull in image, but there's been some stuff I've heard stuff about and seen some pieces. There's up, a lot so. of things that are out right now. It's kind of a weird lull. It's like a lot of things are starting up that I'm really interested in, but aren't in trade form yet. Yes. Uh, like a, like right. a Swamp Thing black label and, and all this stuff that's going to be, you know, coming yeah. out that. So there's an awful lot of good black label stuff that I'm interested to see. Cause I think DC is like, let's just play. Let's just yeah. play with these characters who cares about, let's just who cares about continuity. Let's just write some good, interesting short stories. So, all right. Uh, we'll probably but yeah, see a so couple of those coming up. Tuning in. Yeah. And we'll see you next trade.